This is Plant-Based Briefing. Different strokes for different folks, comparing U.S. groups' openness to pro-animal actions. By Zach Waldirk at Faunalytics.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate articles on plant-based, healthy, eco-friendly living, with permission, in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's is from Faunalytics. They were actually part of yesterday's article, even though it was written by Sentient Media. But yesterday's episode was about a study Faunalytics and Sentient Media did together. And today I've got another data-related article from Faunalytics, and I've got one more tomorrow as well because they kind of tie together. But Faunalytics is a nonprofit providing animal advocates with data to understand how people think about and respond to advocacy and provide the best strategy to inspire change for animals. So they empower advocates with access to research, analysis strategies, and messages that maximize their effectiveness to reduce animal suffering. Their online research library is free and has summaries of over 4,000 peer-reviewed research articles, public opinion surveys, and blog posts offering deep analysis on every animal issue you can think of. It's the world's biggest collection of opinion and behavior research about animal issues, and it's presented with an emphasis on effectiveness, readability, and usability. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Different Strokes for Different Folks, Comparing U.S. Groups' Openness to Pro-Animal Actions by Zach Wolderk at Faunalytics.org Original study by Wolderk and Anderson, published April 26, 2023. This Faunalytics study examines a broad range of demographics and shows how advocates working with specific groups can craft asks that are most likely to appeal to them. You can download the full study linked here. Background. As animal advocates know, an outreach tactic that is successful with one person will not necessarily be successful with all people. Advocates rarely launch campaigns with no idea of who will be seeing their asks, i.e. requests for pro-animal actions, Even in the case of passive tactics, such as billboards, advocates may know who frequents that part of the city. For example, they may be near a university, meaning their audience will include a high proportion of students. The United States public is diverse, and groups of people can differ greatly in their opinions. Rather than taking a one-size-fits-all approach, advocates could be more effective in their outreach by taking the preferences of their audience into consideration. Much of the research that has been done on the U.S. public's openness to various pro-animal actions has focused on one or two actions at a time, such as adopting a vegan diet or voting for cage-free ballot initiatives. Many studies have also only been able to consider a small number of participant characteristics, such as age, race, ethnicity, and gender. As a result, the amount of data comparing asks and characteristics has been limited. Through a survey of thousands of U.S. residents, we add much-needed data on the various segments of the U.S. population to animal advocates' tool belts. Our results show how likely different segments of the U.S. public would be to take 18 different pro-animal actions. These results also allow advocates to compare subgroup differences across approximately 20 different characteristics. Advocates working with a particular group can compare which asks are more likely to appeal to them, for example, people with children in the home, people in rural areas, or people who are concerned about climate change. Alternatively, advocates working on particular asks can see which segments of the population may be the most likely to support their campaigns, for example, adopting a vegan diet, not buying animal-based materials like leather, or writing a member of Congress about farmed animal welfare. Interactive Results Graphing Tool In this report, we present notable findings from the study. However, we have also created an interactive graphing tool to let you easily view any and all results of interest. For simplicity, this tool displays the proportion of a particular group that answered in an affirmative way, 
very likely slash strongly support, likely slash support, or somewhat likely slash somewhat support. You can view the interactive results graphing tool linked here. Key findings. Number one, the groups who are most and least likely to take pro-animal actions are often divided along political lines. For example, 84% of Democrats would vote for a ballot measure aimed at improving conditions for farmed animals, compared to only 56% of Republicans. This gap is also visible between people on both sides of a politicized issue like climate change. For example, 68% of people who believe climate change is a serious problem are likely to sign a farmed animal welfare petition, compared to only 35% of people who are not concerned about climate change. Number two, being concerned about climate change could make more of a difference in someone's openness to many pro-animal actions than being an animal lover. As you might expect, people who identified as animal lovers were much more open to pro-animal actions than non-animal lovers. However, the differences between climate-concerned people and non-climate-concerned people were often even bigger. For example, climate-concerned people were 45 percentage points more supportive of meatless Monday school lunch policies than non-climate-concerned people. Animal lovers were only 19 percentage points more likely to support this type of policy than non-animal lovers. Number three, Black, Indigenous, and People of the Global Majority, BIPGM, individuals are often more open to pro-animal actions than white people. However, the degree of openness depends on the action. For example, Black participants reported the highest likelihood of removing beef and pork from their diets at 27%, going pescatarian, 21%, and going vegan, 12%, but were not among the groups most open to most non-diet actions. Hispanic or Latinx participants were the second most likely to share a post related to farm animal welfare on social media, 45%, or attend a protest or demonstration, 29%, and other BIPGM participants were among the most likely to use a plant-based protein as the main protein in a meal, 58%, order a vegetarian entree at a restaurant, 52%, and purchase a meat substitute, 43%. In contrast, white participants were not among the most likely groups to take any of the pro-animal actions studied. Number four, people are most open to simple actions that result in institutional change. Overall, we estimate that people in the U.S. are most open to voting for a ballot measure designed to improve conditions for farmed animals, signing a petition aimed at improving farmed animal welfare, and supporting meatless Mondays in schools. Over 60% of the U.S. public said they would vote for a farmed animal-focused ballot measure, sign a farmed animal-focused petition, or support a Meatless Mondays school lunch policy. And number five, speciesism varies across characteristic groups. Non-animal lovers, people who aren't concerned about climate change, conservatives, and Republicans had the highest levels of speciesism, while people outside the gender binary, liberals, women, Hispanic or Latinx people, and Democrats had the lowest levels of speciesism. Recommendations. Number one, prioritize ballot measures like California's Proposition 12. Nearly every group was the most open to voting for a ballot measure aimed at improving conditions for farmed animals. Across demographics and characteristics, the U.S. public is also generally open to signing petitions, which can be useful tools for campaigns to get animal-friendly measures on ballots or for pressuring corporations to adopt more humane practices. Number two, ally with climate change advocates. People who believe climate change is a very serious problem were consistently among the most likely to take pro-animal actions, indicating that there are opportunities for collaboration between animal and environmental advocacy, a topic Faunalytics is currently exploring in other research, linked here. Democrats and liberals were also among the most open to pro-animal actions. As a result, Democratic politicians may be potential allies because they can take pro-animal stances in order to appeal to their base. 
Number three, push for clearer, more meaningful, humane labeling. Half of the U.S. public said they were likely to spend extra money in order to purchase certified humane products, but we know from other research, like Farm Forward's research linked here, that current humane labels lack substance and are unclear to consumers. U.S. shoppers care about the conditions farmed animals are raised in, and improved labels will ensure they aren't purchasing humane-washed products. Number four, combine the tractability numbers from this study with estimates of animals affected to evaluate the relative impact of various approaches. For example, advocates and researchers could compare the number of lives saved by getting people to go vegan versus by implementing Meatless Mondays in a school. See data linked here. Similarly, advocates working with a specific segment of the population should consider both the impact of an ask and its tractability with their target audience to determine the most effective approach. Number five, tailor your ask to your audience using our graphing tool linked above. It is important for advocates to keep in mind that different groups of people are open to different types of asks. Compare your target audience's openness to a variety of asks with Phonolytics graphing tool to ensure that your asks are tractable. And number six, focus on the groups who are most open to your asks. Using the graphing tool for this report, advocates who are working on specific asks can identify segments of the U.S. population who may be particularly open to their outreach. In order to avoid engaging in what advocate Brenda Sanders has referred to as drive-by activism, these efforts should be led by members of the community. A study like this one that hinges on group differences inevitably encourages advocates to target groups on the basis of visible characteristics, an approach with a lot of potential for harm if not done thoughtfully. You can read more about this issue in the conclusions section. Applying these findings, we understand that studies like this have a lot of information to consider and that acting on research can be challenging. Analytics is happy to offer pro bono support to advocates and nonprofit organizations who would like guidance applying these findings to their own work. Please contact us for support. You just listened to Different Strokes for Different Folks Comparing U.S. Groups' Openness to Pro-Animal Actions by Zach Wolderk at Phonolytics.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. This is great information, and I highly recommend checking out the results graphing tool. As always, I put a link to the original post in the show notes so you can find it from there, or you can just Google Phonolytics.org and look for this article as well. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.